Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. And we greet you today in the wonderful, mighty, matchless name of Jesus. And we pray that because we're doing this all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all in for the glory of our God, that he will bless this ministry to continue to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with the good news, the hallelujah. We used to sing it all the time. In my early days as a Christian in our church, I have good news to bring, and that is why I sing my joy with you. I'll share, and I want to share the joy of knowing Christ and serving Christ and knowing where I'm going. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so good. Good to know in the midst of the chaos and the craziness of this old fallen world, amen, that God has a plan, not only for for the world in general, he has a plan for you and I as individuals today. He has a purpose for your life. He paid a great price so that that purpose could be realized in every living soul on this planet. It's not his will. The scriptures declare that any perish, but that all have everlasting eternal life. That means you today and me today and everybody else. So we want this message to go globally to the world. That's why we're on the world wide web to get this message out before the coming of our Lord and Savior. Praise God. We're going to be talking to you today about another comforter. Another comforter. We're going to be specifically referring to the place, person, and work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a child of God. Amen. So if you're a Christian today, we want you to hear this. If you're not a Christian today, we want you to hear this. We want you to know that you can become a Christian and you can follow Christ, not because of of your own strength or ability, but that help that God grants you through the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I've heard a lot of people down through the years say to me, Pastor Venable, Brother Venable, Reverend Venable, however they address me, Brother V, amen. And they would say, I don't think I would come to Christ, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I know I can't live the life. Honey, if you come to Christ, He'll give you everything you need to live in the newness of life and to live this life, not of sinless perfection. Hallelujah. No one can achieve that, but live this life where sin doesn't reign or or have dominion over you any longer. He'll give you someone, not just something that you need. And we're talking about this someone that he promises to give you and me and everyone who has trusted Christ as their Savior, another comforter. Before we talk about the good news about another comforter. Let's talking about the bad news of having to go it alone in this in a faulty body in a fallen world with a formidable foe 
called the devil who wants to destroy every single living soul instead of save. A friend of mine, listen carefully. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2. When you look at this and see the helplessness of man and the hopelessness that settles in because the powerful are always hurting the powerless. Listen. So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold the tears of such as were oppressed. And they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there was power. But they had no comforter. Wherefore I praise the dead which are already dead more than the living which are yet alive. In other words, if you're living under these conditions, uh, you're better off dead. Well, he's not taking into account here where the soul spends eternity. Just the fact that the oppression is so awful and the oppressed are so powerless. It's an awful feeling to feel powerless, alone in life's struggles. We feel hopeless when we realize how helpless we are in and of ourselves. First, let's consider what it means to be comfortless, alone in life's struggles, helpless and hopeless. If you're not a Christian today, the Scripture declares that you are without hope and without God in the world. You are in a faulty body, therefore, you are in a fallen world, and you do not have supernatural help to help you to get through all of the struggles that those two negatives are going to create. If you're a Christian, however, I have good news to bring. You are not alone. You have God, and He will help you. And He's addressed our need for help. He never intended for you and I to go it alone. You see, this is coming to Jesus. It's not not turning over a new leaf. It's getting a brand new life. Listen to what Jesus said in John 16 and verse 7. He said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, this is in capital letters here, this is a person, hallelujah, not a thing or a force, uh, but this is the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Spirit, one and the same. A Comforter will come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. If I don't go, he can't come. But if I do go, he will come. And this, see, is how Jesus is going to keep his promise to never leave us and never forsake us. They're going to see him ascend to heaven. And yet he says, you're not going to be left alone. I'm going to keep my promise to never leave you and never forsake you. By the way, when Jesus said that, he said, I will never, it's in the emphatic. It would, it would come out like this in the Aramaic or in, in the, in, in the tongue of the day where he was speaking to them. He would say, I will never, no, never 
And one one uh, student of grammar said the way this would come out would be to the fifth power. It would be like this. It would be, I will never, no, never, 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 never. <laughs> Evidently, he wants us to understand clearly that he will keep his promise. He's going to tell us in his word just how he's going to keep that promise because they're going to see him ascend to the Father and feel like they've been left down here to go it alone. Oh, friend of mine, he says, I will never allow that. To I will never, 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 never allow that to happen. I will never leave you and never forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. Lo, I am with you always. Let's look at this in John fourteen, sixteen through 18. Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I, whoa, let's back up. I will not leave you. Now he's talking about the comforter coming. And now he's saying, because the comforter's coming, I will come to you. When the Holy Spirit comes, He will manifest the person and presence of Jesus Christ in our life. That's what it means when it said, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will testify of me. He won't speak of Himself. He will testify of me. He will confirm my person, my presence in your life. Amen. Comforter in the Greek is paraclete, which in the simple term, is one called alongside to help. In the book Healing in the Masculine Soul, Gordon Dalby says, and I quote, When Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the helper, he uses the Greek word paraclete. That was an ancient warrior's term. That was an ancient warrior's term. The Greek soldiers went into battle in pairs, said Dalby. This is one theologian's understanding. And he said, so when the enemy attacked, they could draw together back to back, covering each other's blind side. One's battle partner was the paraclete. Our Lord does not send us to fight the good fight alone. The Holy Spirit is our paraclete. The Holy Spirit is our battle partner. Make no mistake about it. We are in a battle. We have a battle between the flesh and spirit, our own reborn spirit, but we are not alone in that battle. See, that's why when the devil tells you you can't live the Christian life because you've got so many hang-ups and so many habits and so many things you can't break free of, he's a liar and the father of it. He's right if you were on your own. But once you come to Christ, you're never going to be alone on your own. You're never going to be hopeless 
you're never, because you're never going to be helpless. Praise God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is our battle partner. Hallelujah. There's a battle between the kingdom of God and the culture that we're in, the kingdom of darkness. There's a real raging battle that's going on, and it's raging right now. But we are not alone in this battle. In, in essence, what has been said over and over again when we seem outnumbered and overwhelmed, there's more with us than there is with them. With them is the arm of flesh. With us is the Lord our God. He will fight for us. He will fight with us. Praise God. See, the Holy Spirit is our battle partner. Not only because we live in a faulty body, we live in a fallen world, and we have a formidable foe in the enemy. And friend of mine, if we were, if we were not supernaturally enabled to overcome, there is no possible way that flesh and blood, no matter how, how deeply committed we are to Jesus and how, how strong our resolve is to serve Him alone, we're no match for the devil without heavenly help, without a battle partner. Oh, friend of mine, but the scripture does say, doesn't it, that the greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. We can have victory in Jesus. Make no mistake about it, because we are never alone in this battle. Hallelujah. Listen, the Holy Spirit is our battle partner to help us defeat our own weakness and inability. One preacher said the Holy Ghost is to the believer what the phone booth was to Clark Kent. <laughs> That's, you know this, you know that, don't you? That's where he, he went into to change quickly out of his street clothes into his Superman suit. Praise God. Listen to what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The word power here in the Greek is dunamis, and it means supernatural ability or capacity. Supernatural ability or capacity. Don't ever look within yourself for this strength. This strength comes from your battle partner. This strength comes distinctly and directly from the Holy Ghost. First and foremost, this is power to be before power to do. I want to say that again. First and foremost, this is power to be rather than just power to do. We need to get this in divine order here. Because he said, you'll be witnesses unto me. You shall be witnesses not for me. That comes later. But first and foremost, you shall be witnesses unto me. You'll bear witness of my person and my presence. Amen. Power to do results from what God, through the Holy Spirit, enables us to be, to become. Micah 3 in the Old Covenant says, But truly, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. 
We must lean more and more on the Lord and take courage in the day of battle. I like what Finney said, he, how God gave him mighty infilling of the Holy Ghost. That went through me, he said, as it seemed body, soul. I immediately found myself endued with such power from on high that a few words dropped here and there to individuals were the means of their immediate conversion. My words, and now by the way, Finney was a great evangelist and revivalist and saw so many souls swept into the kingdom. But it wasn't his ingenuity. It wasn't his own energy. It wasn't his own intelligence. Amen. He said this is a result of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. He said, like barbed arrows in the souls of men, they cut like a sword. They broke the heart like a hammer. <laughs> Sometimes I would find myself, he said, in great measure empty of this power. I would then set aside a day for private fasting and prayer. After humbling myself and crying out for help, the power would return upon me with all its freshness. This has been the experience of my life. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, how we need, no matter how highly theologically trained we are, no matter how naturally enabled we are to be personable and, and, and to, to, to speak uh, uh, wonderfully and, and hold people's attention, friend of mine, we can't do this without help from above. There has to be a place for the Holy Spirit. There has to be a, a time where we are anointed of God for this purpose. Let's look at Saul's initial anointing in First Samuel 10 in the Old Covenant. It said, Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? And result of that anointing, let's look at verse 5. It says, And that thou shalt come unto the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines, and it shall come to pass when thou art come thither to the city that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And verse 6 says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. I told you the Holy Ghost <laughs> was to the believer. Amen. Through the anointing. <laughs> Amen. What it was to Clark Kent. <laughs> thou shalt become another man. And it's not because of anything innate within us. It's because of the promise of the paraclete. It's because of the promise of the Holy Ghost coming. And let it be when these signs are come to thee, verse 7 says, that thou do as an occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Hallelujah. You see, the promise is being kept in the new covenant. I will never leave thee. 
I will never forsake thee. And we should be as desperate and dependent upon the anointing today as they were in the old covenant. We have access to not only the Holy Spirit coming upon us and being with us, but actually and factually coming to dwell within us. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. And then we become witnesses for him. It's power to be before power to do. Amen. It's power to become more like Jesus, fulfilling our destiny as children of the Most High God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 said, For God, for we know that God is able to take all things and work them together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Verse 29 defines His eternal purpose for whom He did foreknow. He did predestine to be, to be conformed to the image of His Son. Fivefold ministry in the New Covenant is particularly and specifically that we might grow up into Him who is the head to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus. When He comes, we will know Him, for we will see Him as He is, for we shall be. That's when it will it will be progressive until He comes, but when He comes, it will be perfected. But it's always moving to that end. <laughs> Hallelujah! For we shall be like Him, literally just like him. Our vile body shall be fashioned after his glorious body because corruptible will put on incorruption and mortal shall put on immortality. And beyond that, we will have his full nature developed within us. Praise God. Feeling too weak to go on. God is with us. Feeling overwhelmed, too tired to fight the good fight? God is with us. Feeling confused and in need of direction? God is with us through the paraclete. Christ is with us through the paraclete. You and I are not alone in this battle. We have a battle partner. Praise God. And He gives us victory through prayer. Listen, uh, as we read here in the Scriptures, by the way, the Scripture says, Is any weak? Let him pray. Is any weak? Let him pray. God wants us to begin to pray so that our battle partner can come into agreement with us. <laughs> you know, the Scripture says in the New Testament, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, verse 28, that all things work together for good. See, this is the context of the text, Romans eight twenty-eight, beginning with 26 and reading down. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's got your back today if you 
are a Christian. He's your rear guard. One play, give place to the Holy Spirit in prayer. He's your partner. He's going to, you know, the Bible said that we're to build ourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Paul said, I'll pray with my understanding. And when, when that, that, that doesn't uh, cover it all, I will pray with the Spirit. See, the anointing qualifies. The anointing transforms. Thou shalt become another man. The anointing assures. He's a comforter. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we partner with the Holy Spirit in prayer, we come to God in our weakness, yet supported by His strength. There's a union of assurance and humility, of boldness and dependence. God would have us to come to Him not only as a foolish and ignorant child, but as an ambassador to His home government. Praise God. As a full-grown son who has come of age and entered into partnership with His Father as a bride who is one in interest and affection with the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, when we partner with God, you know, that's, that's when God's will and our surrender to it meet. And the scripture says in the new covenant, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if he we know that He hears us. We know that we have the petition that we've desired of Him. That's no so faith. But it's God and man working in concert. Praise the Lord through and by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, someone said it very clearly. The part of our pattern prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Someone said in light of that, Thy kingdom come. We can never pray, Thy kingdom come, until we pray, My kingdom go. We have to come to that place of full surrender unto God. And when we do, the Holy Spirit will will work within us according to the will and eternal purpose of God. And I'm going to tell you, power is released. All the resources of heaven will be ours so that the will of God can be done, yes, in this old fallen world, and yes, in this old faulty body of yours and mine. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm going on 73 coming up in January. <laughs> Just drop a little hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. No, no. This is a birthday that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just glad that I made it. And I didn't make it because of grace alone. You see, grace is sufficient. But grace and mercy allows for the Holy Spirit to indwell us. It's that that work of grace in our life, allowing for the supernatural power and presence of God. I, 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 have, I have operated in my weak flesh and I have burned out to where I was diagnosed with nervous exhaustion. And in that terrible weakness, 
I discovered, amen, the mighty, mighty work of the Holy Spirit in my life. It's not just an anointing to the charismata. It's not just the gifts of the Spirit, but it's an anointing to overcome the weakness of our own inability and our flesh. I've couldn't find God in that condition. I couldn't feel God, even even uh, even though I was anointed by God. I felt isolated because of my nerves had had reached their limits. I love what David said. He said, "When my heart is overwhelmed with not if, but when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to that rock." That is higher than I. For the Lord has been a shelter for me and a refuge from my enemies. A high tower. Praise God. Well, I discovered just how much I always knew I needed the Holy Spirit. But I discovered how much I needed the Holy Spirit in my own weakness. And right now, He's my battle partner. Without Him, I am helpless and hopeless, but with Him I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. And this is how He does it. This is the person He sends to us. And through Him He said, I will come to you. And that's why I feel, even sitting here in my office making this web broadcast, I feel him right here, right now, beside me. And friend of mine, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that you're beginning to sense because he's everywhere. God is this. The Holy Spirit can go where no one else can go, do what no one else can do, be what no one else can be. And I believe the Holy Spirit is right there with you right now. And and I believe He's got your back. And I believe He's going to bring you through to victory no matter what you are facing today. Because you are not alone in this struggle. And you are not alone in this battle. And from this day forward, you need to declare the battle is the Lord's. I'm going to overcome, but the ultimate victory is because the Lord is with me, keeping a promise to me. I will never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you, but I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, the Scripture is very clear in the New Testament that you're without God and you're without hope, therefore, in the world. And you may have turned to drink, to drugs. You may have turned to some kind of perverted activity to take your mind off your helplessness and your hopelessness and all of those avenues will lead you to more hopelessness to destruction today God wants you in his kingdom God wants you in his city the new Jerusalem God wants you into his family he wants to call you his son 
and his daughter. He does not want to judge you. He does not want to punish you. He wants to save you. But you've got to come to him and look to him. Repent of your sin. He'll give you the power. He'll give you the grace. He'll give you the mercy. Run to Christ. Fall at the foot of the cross. Confess your sins. And receive Him as your Lord and your Savior. And He will gladly send you the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.